15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Today is a wonderful, wonderful day. Of course, the Senate passed the COVID relief bill. Today, after some shenanigans by a few uh, right wing, well, by a right wing, you know, the right wing woman, I forgot her name. We went ahead and passed the COVID relief bill. Both Nancy Pelosi and Chuck uh, Schumer, they've already signed it. And it's now due to be signed by the president. But folks, relief is on the way to a vast majority of Americans, 85 million Americans or more. We'll get that uh, $1,400, if not uh, more. Many more will get anywhere between uh, three to $10,000. Again, some people are saying, that is a money giveaway. Right, Marjorie, Marjorie, the QAnon woman. Uh, that's a giveaway. First of all, I am for right now giving a whole lot of people a whole lot of money for a whole lot of what the plutocracy has taken away from them. You know, last night I was writing another chapter in the book that is way overdue, How to Make America Utopia. And, you know, I started to talk, uh, you know, I'm on a chapter where I'm discussing uh, uh, Jeff Bezos. And I started to read the history of Jeff Bezos and realize that all our great capitalists, what, it, what is really making them, what made them really rich? A lot of people say, oh, they're ingenious, they're smart. They're all smart, no doubt, or most of them are smart. Donald Trump isn't. But, uh, but the one thing that they have in common is a certain amount of cunning. Some of them not so much, but all of them do. I'm, I, I'm, I'm elaborating on that in the book a bit, but here's the deal. The American worker has been screwed for a long time. The American worker has not gotten what's deserved of the American worker. The American worker has been doing and doing and doing. You go outside. You go every morning. You wake up in the morning and you go into the high on the highways and you see people over and over and over again driving. The bus stops are full. And they want you to believe like somehow we, need, we cannot give these people a break because if somehow we give them a little bit of money, if we give them a little bit of something, they're not going to want to work anymore. They're going to want to stay home. Free stuff, free stuff, socialism. There is only one portion of our economy that is really behaving as a socialist country. And that is how we deal with corporations. We capitalize what they do and socialize the risk. They pollute the ground, we clean it up, they claim bankruptcy. They pollute the water, we clean it up, they claim bankruptcy. Because we have also instituted something called personhood. Every corporation that has an LLC, Willie's Media LLC is a separate entity. It's a person on its own right. But that is what happens. Americans are getting a break, a 1.9% trillion dollar break to help the schools to help the people to help those struggling right now and it's still not enough it is still not enough because what 
utopia means to me is an America where you're valued. In America where you're valued for your worth. Jeff Bezos is not worth what he has. Jeff Bezos is not worth one thousandth of what he has. And this isn't a this isn't wealth envy. Because for me, I believe I am wealthy because I am doing what I want to do. I believe I'm wealthy not because of money, but because I have people that surround me who are there around me. That is wealth. Financial wealth fleets. Look at the amount of wealthy people that commit suicide. You think having money is everything? But people, I tell you, what we have accomplished together with this relief bill. And today we have a woman that's going to come on and talk about, you know, what to do with your stimulus check, etc., and all that good stuff. We're going to bring her on a little bit later. But what I want to tell you guys, all my Republican brothers and sisters that are listening to this right now, when you get that check, it's not going to say given to you by Joe Biden. It's not going to say given to you by Nancy Pelosi. It's not going to say given to you by Chuck Schumer. The check you got before said given to you by Donald Trump. Donald Trump didn't give you a damn thing. Joe Biden didn't give you a damn thing. Nancy Pelosi didn't give you a damn thing. Chuck Schumer didn't give you a damn thing. We, America, the people of America, elected people that said, with all the money we have collected in this collective, that for all the folks that have done so much throughout to make America what it is, in this time of pain, we are using our economic structure to attempt to make you whole. I don't want anybody sitting down thinking, ah, oh, this is some sort of a handout. This is not a handout. This is your money, your worth, your works. I want you guys to know that when things get better, you will be out there working. Look at the people on the highways. Look at the people on the byways. Look at the people going to work every day. Look at those folks at, at the grocery stores with their masks on. Look at the doctors. Look at the, the nurses. Don't let anybody try to tell you that, oh, the Democrats are just giving out handouts. No. What we are doing is making a society whole. And when society is whole again, everybody is going to be back again doing what everybody wants to do. And that is what 99% of us want to do. And that is to go out there and earn a living. Earn an honest living. Earn an honest wage. So when you're talking about these issues, don't ever let anybody tell you you're not worthy or you're getting something for nothing. Because I'm going to tell you, you know who has been getting something for nothing? Those corporate people have been getting something for nothing. Those bonuses that they get, something for nothing. You know, Jeff Bezos had not created anything. If you define what a parasite is, a parasite sucks your blood. A parasite takes something that they just didn't work for. They just sit on top of you and suck your blood. Definition, Jeff Bezos. When I sell my book at Amazon, he gets the majority portion of that book. Most of the money from selling my book goes to Jeff Bezos. And you know, I don't even mind, right? Because I know that there are other employees and so forth that they're making money off of that as well. I am happy for that. But the fact that 
on everything that is sold. He makes a piece and somehow he believes he is deserving of it. You know what he did? Why it's called Amazon? Do you realize he was trying to set up Amazon on a reservation so that he didn't have to pay taxes? So he's educated. He uses the roads. Everything he uses that belong to the commons, that belong to us all. And he wants to go out there and sit down and put his business on a reservation. Why? Because he doesn't want to pay taxes. I'm going to tell you a, a, a quick story. I, 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 Willie's Computer Software Company, my company did very, very well. And I remember seeing my tax bill and looking at it. And, and you know, I remember my wife saying, hey, is there, isn't there a way for you to hide your this and not pay that? I said, why? I never expected to make this kind of money. Never did. And I, I'll happily uh, pay my taxes. Because you know what? You're fortunate to make enough that you have to pay a hell of a lot of taxes. I just don't get in people's minds. Taxes is a percentage of what you make. What is so damn bad about paying taxes? You know? You're making your money off of what everybody buys. What every, what's so bad about it? That's why it was so easy for me to drop everything and become a political activist and say, and live, the, live, live in poverty. But not poverty, but you know what I mean. Uh, that is why it was so easy. Because I realize what matters. And we should all realize what matters. Because it'll stop all the fighting that we have among each other. Because a lot of the people that are fighting about, stop taxing me, the tax and spend Democrats. They don't even pay taxes. Many of the people that are there complaining, they don't realize what they're paying is social security taxes and next to nothing in income taxes, right? They don't realize that. They're fighting a false war because we are uneducated. They make, the Powell Manifesto made sure that the schools made us uneducated. People, people, love you all. Learn. Let's all learn together. And uh, Eric, Eric eventually was going to get it. Eric is eventually, you know, look, <laughs> I hate to say this, but Eric is still living with a mind in chains. Brother, I say that honestly with respect. You are living in the chains that were, remember what I've always talked to you guys about. We are now talking, you know, slavery used to be the time when black people, me, I was the slave. But the plutocracy found something better because they had to feed me. They had to clothe me. They had to make sure I didn't get sick. And even when they whipped me, they couldn't whip me so badly because I had to produce. I was an asset, not a human being, an asset. But you know, Capitalism found an even better way to do it. A much better way. I don't have to enslave just people that look like a Berto black people. I can enslave us all. All. We just have to make it antiseptic. That's all. They don't even know what's happening to them. We just enslave their minds. And make them believe that Jeff Bezos is worth what he has. Make them believe that society isn't really only successful if all of them are a part of it. You see, brothers and sisters, you see all this stuff that people have put out there. We're all one, man. We're all one. White, black, blue, 
whatever, they realize that they had a much bigger pool of slaves by making it antiseptic. Antiseptic means, as opposed to having this guy living in complete bondage, I can give you the semblance of freedom. I can give you the semblance of all of this. But all the while, every day you do the same thing. You get up at five, you get ready, and you go in and you serve the master, and he gives you a stipend, only a piece of what you are worth. You see? Think about it. And that Eric says he doesn't care about Jeff Bezos means you simply do not understand economics. It's not a zero-sum game. You have to be concerned about Jeff Bezos because Jeff Bezos is a sink, is a financial sink to everybody else. That's what Jeff Bezos is. He is the one that ensures you're down. But continuing with the program, I didn't intend to start this one. By the way, there's one Democrat that voted against the bill. He must be found, and we must let everybody know who he is so that is in his district, everybody understands that when they get that check, when they get that support, he voted against it. Let's make sure to elect somebody who is there for the people. Let's make sure to do that, people. Let's make sure. And every person that gets a check, every person that gets support, every person that gets that injection before the end of the year because we were able to do things right. Remember that not one Republican politician supported you. Remember absent, absent what Democrats just did. Many of you would die. Absent what has happened with this bill, many of you would be looking six, will be six feet under. But because we are going to make sure that millions are injected, that millions are vaccinated, you will live because they won't be contagious to you. Those anti-maskers who continue with their delirium, remember. Remember, remember who had your back. Remember who threw entirely all the hoopla. We didn't sit down and wait till it become, oh, I guess you're right. We said we knew what was right, and we continued, and we moved forward. Anyhow, what is the show about today? Well, all of that is about the show today, brothers and sisters, but also, but also, También vamos a hablar de más de otras cosas, además. Okay? So, Pelosi slams GOP. No but takes the dough. In other words, Republicans love to say no, but they always take the dough. They are there for the signing of the bills that are going to build. No but takes the dough. Tim Ryan goes ballistic. Financial planner, $1,400 advice. And that's the show that we have for you today. So let's go ahead and start with my good friend Nancy Pelosi and then we'll take it on the other side. It was dazzling to see them and the Democratic chairs and members speak up about this important legislation. And thank you, Mr. Chairman, for pointing out the inconsistency on the part of our colleagues across the aisle 
and complaining about money helping the poor support children in our country while they didn't hesitate to give uh, large amounts of money to the richest people in America in their Republican tax scam. Your charts were very eloquent, Mr. Chairman. And as, to hear our members speak about the terms of this bill, the values that are in it, the plan that it has, why they were voting yes on the bill. And to hear Republicans talk about why they would vote no. It's typical that they vote no and take the dough. They vote no and take the dough, the hypocrisy. Now, Eric Hayes, what about Biden's cognitive inability? I think those people who continue to buy into the right-wing attempt to make Biden somehow crazy are the ones with the cognitive inability. Because that you can't see you're being used by a right-wing to set a narrative, just like the narrative that was set for the, the unpatriotic uh, insurrection that we had in, in January, that is what they do. They mislead you. You do silly things. You, uh, ju it's no different than believe, believing about that about Biden right now. No, look, two years down, Biden, Biden could, he's older. He could have a cognitive problem later on. He doesn't have a cognitive problem now. The man is very much stable. But if you want to believe that and follow watching Fox News, you will continue into that rabbit hole. And likewise about Cuomo, I don't give a darn about Cuomo. I have too many more important things to worry about. Too many more important things to worry about. I will not be discussing Cuomo, and I will not be discussing misinformations about Biden. We are here to move forward. Eric Hayes, I suggest you move forward and start using what God has given us all, a thinking brain. It's very important, my brother, that you do so. Continuing, I want to, uh, I want to show you uh, the congressman shows how the difference in bills. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal. A safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller. I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. Poodle pamperer. <laughs> piano tuner. Or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. Because this was good. At, so this one was a bit longer. Check this out. Gentleman from Massachusetts is recognized. Thank you, Mr. I yield myself such time as I might consume. Gentleman's recognized. Mr. Speaker, this pandemic has been ruthless. We are delivering much-needed help and relief to millions of our fellow Americans. In a few minutes... This chamber will pass and then send to President Biden a monumental piece of legislation that will begin to turn the tide of an unprecedented health and economic crisis. In the 33 years that I have served in this House, I don't know that I will ever cast a more important vote than what we are about to do and of such great consequence. We heard the American people and we went big. We proudly contributed substantial solutions that will strengthen our recovery from this virus and rebuild our economy to work better for all Americans. To contain the public health crisis and make health 
coverage more accessible. We are making the largest expansion of the Affordable Care Act since it was enacted. We are bringing down the cost for jobless Americans, saving them thousands of dollars in health insurance costs and more. We will also include assistance for nursing homes that are desperate to contain this virus. We are going to help those struggling to stay afloat by putting cash in their pockets. Simultaneously, creating liquidity and demand. And for the jobless, we extend federal unemployment benefits to keep them afloat for the better days that lie ahead. We have made three key tax credits for low and middle income workers and families more generous, more flexible, and more capable of tackling the inequality and concentrated wealth that exists in our country. And we already know that a key to our recovery will be giving parents the tools to go back to work even though their previous childcare may have been upended. We will ease their worries by making childcare more accessible and indeed more affordable. The child credit will lift millions out of poverty. The expanded earned income tax credit will put money into the pockets of the lowest income workers. Listen to this following statistic. All in all, there will be an increase in after-tax income for the poorest 20% of Americans by increasing their income by 20%. That is a staggering achievement. It is a life-changing achievement. Lastly, we have also made a long overdue fix to multi-employer pension programs that will protect hard-earned savings of workers, many of whom have been on the front lines of this crisis. These are people who have played by the rules, served our country in the military, and worked day in and day out with the promise of a secure retirement, not to have it pulled from under them. And I would remind all that 30 Republicans on two separate occasions have voted for this bill as a standalone measure. When I heard a previous speaker say, this was a bailout, it's a backstop. We are not creating a narrative talking about changing lives. We are going to do it with this legislation. This legislation has the support of economists from the left, the right, and the center. This is about the power of ideas, but because it's what the American people want also. Let me be clear. The American people, regardless of political affiliation, overwhelmingly support this package because they know what is in it is badly needed to get to the other side of the crisis. I regret that the overwhelming support that I've just described has not been translated into unity in this chamber. This is bipartisan in America, even if it's not bipartisan in this chamber. Our colleagues on the other side have deemed workers who saw their entire industries evaporate perhaps unworthy of this moment. They've deemed working parents perhaps unworthy of this moment. And they have deemed the working and middle-class American family perhaps at this moment unworthy. I don't understand it. Instead, there has been a lot of talk about this package being too large and too expensive. But if there was ever a time to go big, this should be it. I seem to recall that my colleagues found that wealthy Americans and big corporations were worth the size of their tax cut. So why not working and middle-class families who are facing a health and economic crisis unlike anything the nation has experienced in more than a century? I actually have some charts that I think highlight the difference today. We have two comparisons of who benefits from the American Rescue Plan and who benefited in the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. This is pretty apparent pretty obvious to all who might discern in this moment. As you can see, the benefits that my colleagues across the aisle will oppose today go directly to working class Americans. However, with the next chart, you can look at their package, and it was nearly the same size, and by the way, they borrowed $2.3 trillion for it, that had overwhelmingly support from their side of the aisle, but look who the benefits went to. The evidence is overwhelming as to who the benefits went to. This package is nearly the same size as what they did, but the impact of what we're about to do will be extraordinary. Multiple reports highlighted how the tax cuts bill did not, as the proponents claimed, grow the economy or indeed great hoax paying for itself. That never happened. And yet they continue to stand behind a law that put the powerful and the wealthy first 
and they dismiss what we're about to do today. Hardworking Americans have been for too long left behind and at ends today. This bill will save lives and livelihoods. We will help families stay housed, put food on the table, and access affordable health care. Most importantly, this package will help families avoid impossible choices. What is interesting is after they were discussing and debating this on the floor, Republicans kept on saying things like, oh, uh, it's going to be more money, wasted money, and giveaways to red state, I mean, to blue states. It was the biggest joke because then the, 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 the one Democrat from Kentucky went up and said, guess what? The, the, the Republican in the state houses in Kentucky are ecstatic. Kentucky has 4.4 million people. Four million Kentuckians are going to get the, the, the relief. Four million out of 4.4 million people are going to get it. I want you guys to understand this. The red states are taker states. They are beggar states. In other words, they put less into the government than they take out. In other words, the federal government gives them a lot of money and they take out, or rather, uh, they, they get a lot of money from the federal government. They pay little into the federal government. New York, California, New Jersey, Connecticut, all these states pay a lot more into the federal government than they take out. And these guys have the nerve to go on the floor and say, oh, we're giving money away to the blue states because they're mismanaged. They're not mismanaged. The people that are mismanaged is the one who is begging for money every day. Every single day, red states get a whole bunch of money from the federal government. Which states are mismanaged? The ones that take less from the federal government or the ones that give more to the federal? Come on. Let's, but Democrats do not know how to, once you let go a lie, you never left, leave it unanswered. I enjoyed watching the debate today on the floor, but too much was left unanswered. Every time that guy from, uh, from the Republican side said something, the other person should say, please do remember, you are a beggar state. Because each one of those guys that complained from red states, they were beggar states. They were states that beg for money from the government. And no Democrat got up and said that because we are just too civil. We are just too nice. We are just too elitist to go out and say, no, folks, you guys beg. Let, let's get it right. We give you more money than you, than, than, than you take out. So us getting a little bit more money right now for this pandemic is all worth it, beggars. I honestly think, as civil as I am, as civil as I am, I think it is high time for Democrats to do that. And one of them did that yesterday. Heaven forbid we pass something that's going to help the damn workers in the United States of America. Heaven forbid. We tilt the balance that has been going in the wrong direction for 50 years. We talk about pensions, you complain. We talk about the minimum wage increase, you complain. Not giving them the right to organize, you complain. But if we were passing a tax cut here, you'd be all getting in line to vote yes for it. Now stop talking about Dr. Seuss and start working with us on behalf of the American workers. We need a hell of a lot more than that, but we need to go actually a bit more for the jugular. Let's see. Bridge MCP says, do you have this clip as a separate video? Maybe you can post it. Which one is that uh, that you want? Um, all of all the clips that I played today, uh, Bridge, are in the blog post that I have. So if you go to egbertowillies.com, the last three blogs that I wrote are corresponding to these last three um, 
post that I did. So yes, I have it separated that you can get to right away, my uh, my dear sister. So yeah, I have that in a separate piece ready to go. All right, folks, before I go to our interview for today, I want to do our regular thing, saying, folks, if you are on YouTube, please go ahead and click that join button. Click that join button if you are on YouTube. Become una parte de la familia. Become a part of the family. It's very inexpensive to say, yes, I am going to support independent media. Let's make media do something. Uh, by the way, that that call we call it PDR Posse because of what Bridge MCP, one of our members, did. And she also designed a cup for us, and I want you to see the cup designed and the people who are using the cup. That is a cup that I have on the screen right now from Bridge MCP. And if you want to get that cup, you can go ahead, and I'm going to give you the link for that cup right now. The link to get that cup is right there. But by the way, if you don't see that join button on the YouTube screen, you can actually go to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. That is politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. You can also support us by going to politicsdoneright.com slash patron. Patron is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Politicsdoneright.com slash patron. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And of course, we always support PayPal because... We need to go ahead and raise the monies to support us. Remember, I'm not a software magnet anymore. Not that I was a software magnet, but actually I had a very a solid product. Look at Willie's Computer Software Company, but I had a really good product. Um, products, about 15, 20 of them. But anyhow, now, nada, niet, niet, nada. So please go ahead and support us, politicsandright.com slash PayPal as well. Now, if you want to support us at our store where you can get our T-shirts like this and hoodies and and hats and you see I have my I have my own cup here as well the, from Bridge MCP and underneath here it says done by Bridge MCP designed by Bridge MCP I like that I I I love giving kudos to everybody who is a part of sending us stuff giving us stuff as far as designing this stuff you know I always talk about hope writing blogs for us and Norman doing us uh, writing blogs for us all of we are a family of doing the progressive thing to make sure we get our message out so please Go to uh, politicsandright.com slash PayPal, politicsandright.com slash Patreon, or politicsandright.com slash store. If you want to get our book and don't want to get it at our store, you can go directly to Amazon. You're the one that takes most of our monies. You can go to Amazon and get that book, and my book is called, I have several books, but the one that I have on the screen all the time is called It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and neighbors. I'm probably going to put it on a loop going forward where we where I, I rotate the different books that we have. But anyhow, let's go ahead and get ready to listen to our our distinguished guests, and then we'll come back on the other side. Thank you so kindly for all being out here with us. Welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Today we have a very special guest, Cindy Kujan. Certified financial planner, founder of Synergy Financial, and author of Redefining Financial Literacy, something that you've got to read. She believes that financial literacy is a moral imperative, which is why she devoted her professional life to help people understand the constantly evolving financial and economic landscape. She has 35 years in the industry. My God, I thought she was only 35. Eight <laughs> security licenses as well as a California insurance license. She's a leader in the financial industry, but also an innovator of investment methodology. Cindy's passion is to educate people on the importance of taking better care of their hard-earned money. Yeah, I need that. And she is passionate 
about inspiring people to believe in themselves and to believe in possibilities. She broadcasts weekends on Los Angeles radio station, KABC. Welcome to Politics and Rights. Cindy, how are you doing today? I'm doing terrific. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So first of all, there is this big, humongous $1.9 trillion bill in Congress. Tell me, and in fact, they're debating it now. I'm taping it now. Tell me a little bit about your thoughts on this bill. Well, I am very excited about it because, you know, when stimulus is created by the government, that also keeps the stock market propped up, in my professional opinion. So that's good for investors in the short term. And as you know, the Senate just passed the $1.9 trillion package, which means the only person left to sign is Biden. And once he signs the bill, you can expect those checks to be directly deposited or mailed to you. If you're single, you're going to get $1,400 if you qualify. So there's some qualifications. If you're married, $2,800. <clears throat> and if you have small kids, up to $3,000 per child. So that's a lot of money if you have a family of four, right? Um, it's a lot of money, but uh, I'm going to, uh, you know, First of all, I, I want to thank you for coming here and talking. You know, a, a certified financial planner, I think, is important for a lot of people. Most can't afford you, so they're getting you for free right now. So let, let's ask you for some advice on, on, on a few things here. Um, somebody gets a $1,400 check. Yeah. Uh, what, what do they do? In other words, if it's a family of two, they've got $2,800. If it's a family of four, they may have up to over $5,000, right? Yeah. So the first thing I think that investors really need to consider is their emergency fund, because almost 50 percent of Americans did not have four hundred dollars in their emergency fund when the pandemic hit. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, our brain, once we get, you know, a landfill of money that comes towards us or we have this knee jerk reaction to want to spend it. Right. But I think people need to just take a step back and reward yourselves. Take some of it and maybe spend it versus taking all of it and buying something you really want, but you don't need. So that's the first thing. Evaluate your emergency fund. Number two, really think this through. Don't get emotional. Once you've been able to reward yourself with some of that, if you feel you need to, then consider saving it. And you really need to identify what your goals are. Um, could you put it into something long-term like an IRA for retirement? Or do you want it in something more short term to have access to it, more liquidity? So I think you need to take a moment and think about it. And please don't go open a Robin Hood account and start gambling in the stock market. Because <laughs> uh, 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 isn't that what a lot of people did with the first stimulus check? I don't I don't know. Uh, Cindy, do you know that for a fact? I wondered. I, I've heard that on some channels. People say, oh, they got a stimulus check and just went ahead and threw it into Robin Hood. Do you really think that happened? Well, the reason I state that is Robin had, had more accounts opened in the first half of, of this last year when the pandemic hit than any other time. So, yes, I do believe people were, you know, out there. The market had crashed in March. As you know, the Dow dropped about 40 percent. I'm sure once people started getting their checks, they thought it would be a buying opportunity. And a lot of Robin Hood accounts were opened. And you know, there, there's a lot of people, you know, hot, stocks are red hot right now. You turn on the TV and that's all you hear is about these, you know, high flying tech stocks. So, yeah, that's one thing you don't want to do is invest your money in something you, do, you don't know about and risk the capital. 
I think that is sound advice, but for, other, for, for another topic not to be discussed here, I just have a question for you because I think you should know this. What percentage of Americans actively, I'm not talking about maybe in their portfolios that they don't really manage, but what percentage of Americans actively engage in the stock market? Do you know that number? I don't. You know, it's actually a small percentage, believe it or not. Um, the, the largest percentage of people are companies that buy back their stocks mutual fund companies and institutions. I was just reading something about that last night, that a majority of the people that are in the stock market are institutions. The reason I ask that, um, Cindy, is because uh, some, of the, some of what I talk about, right, it is like we are a bifurcated economy. There are those that, are, that, that do things in the stock market and then there are the rest of, the rest of us. I mean, I, my stock market days are over. Uh, political activism doesn't lend itself to stock market activities. A lot of stock market activities that said, but anyhow, um, uh, so you 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 decide you, you're trying to tell folks when you get that stimulus, it's going to look like a windfall. Just yeah. don't go throw it out there. Be responsible uh, with it. So, uh, what other financial mistakes should we be avoiding with this stimulus that comes? And then later on, as you're answering these questions, please start thinking about. There's a whole lot of commentary on the stimulus. And I want to hear your, your thoughts, not from a, hey, the stock market is going to look good, but whether it is a sensible plan or not. But first, what are the mistakes people make? Well, I think a lot of mistakes. This is the statistic. CNBC came up with this statistic last year, which is very alarming. 75% of Americans reject financial advice today. Mm -hmm. Reject? Reject financial advice okay. today. And I think that's attributed to two factors. There's a new... Um, term in the field of psychology called the Dunning-Kruger effect. It's a new cognitive bias that people unfortunately think they know more about a subject <laughs> than they do. And that's in all industries, okay? Right. I mean, when I get sick, I Google something, right? So the digital age, unfortunately, has made a lot of people um, access to information but not knowledge and that is a huge mistake because people are out there trying to do it themselves um, with the information that's on the internet or things that they google but information isn't knowledge unless an expert can interpret that so that's a definitely another mistake is too many investors jp morgan actually did a recent study in the last 20 years the average individual investing their own money averaged about 2.8 percent so you know, not having somebody, a financial coach, a financial advisor, a certified financial advisor guiding you um, is, is critical in your success, along with getting financial empowerment. And I see with the digital age, people aren't reading anymore. And, you know, I'm, I'm authoring a book, um, April 6th, and it's on Amazon right now, Redefining Financial Literacy. I am going to have a link to that book because I, I think in our economic system, I am, not, I am not a fan of our economic system, but if we're in the framework of our economic Either. system, I think it is important that you know, you know the parameters on which, under which to act. So please continue. But I just wanted to say that I, I see a, a reason to have a book like yours. Well, you know, the book is really on economic and political risk. Mm -hmm. things that you probably would enjoy because I believe it's politics and economic ideologies that put us at a disadvantage in America when it comes to our retirement system and our three-legged stool for pension, social security, and the 60-40 model. So again, once you've taken, you, you know, you've 
taken your emotions, put it aside and started to think about the money logically, the next thing you really need to do is prioritize your goals, your investment objectives, and find a strategy. Even dollar cost averaging into investments is a great way to go. And I always like to tie some money up over the long run because it keeps us from wanting to go get at it. Because if the money is always in a liquid investment, you're going to be right. very, very open to just, hey, I need that purse or I need that this and that. Or um, So trying to tie some of that money up in a long-term investment, such as an IRA or a Roth IRA, would be recommended so that you can't really touch that till 59 and a half and then keep enough for emergency. And again, take what your monthly expenses are, multiplying times three. So if your expenses are 2,000, 3,000 a month times three, most people should have about $9,000 in their emergency fund, three months worth their expenses. Well, let, let, let me let me but just first say, I, I think as uh, planners who know what they're doing, uh, it's really a godsend. I mean, the, the, the economy is, uh, can uh, the different pieces of our economy can be complex as they are. And I, they are more complex than I think they need to be, but that that means we, we should have. And let me tell you, I, I, I can tell you that the reality about uh, thinking you know more than you do uh, when it yeah. comes to stock market, et cetera, uh, guilty as charged. I remember <laughs> earlier, I lost a ton of money on a AOL. I remember when AOL was bought, bought Time Warner, I just thought it was the greatest thing since Apple Pie. Lost my shirt, but you know, um, but, what what's how how true it is that you give a monkey a bar a a, a a dart to throw at something and he does just as well as a stock picker is that true yeah i mean when it comes to your 401ks i ask a lot of my clients how do you pick your 401ks they said well i asked my friend um i i look at the returns whatever is the highest return i allocate so, you know, and it's unfortunate because it's not your fault. The educational system in this country has not equipped us with financial literacy and the financial service industry doesn't help educate. So investors more so today, more than ever are on their own. So to reach out to a qualified professional who can be your financial coach, put you on track, set your goals and objectives up and monitor that to make sure you're getting exactly where you want to go is critical more so than any other time in history. Cindy, that is one of the most prescient statements. Our educational system has uh, has failed us in so many ways, financially, politically, and uh, otherwise. Yes. Um, now, back to the, the question that I asked you to uh, think about, as far as the, uh, the the bill in general, do you think it's a net positive? Uh, I don't I don't know what your ideology is specifically, but uh, you know, people tend to look at this bill into different in different ideological from different ideological yeah. points of view. What are your thoughts on it in uh, not necessarily ideologically, but will it be a net positive for the economy? Um, temporarily, I have mixed emotions about it because Tell me about, you, I, I'd like to hear about your mixed emotions about okay, it. Okay, so my mis mixed emotions is this, and this is what a, a part of my book is about is when you continue to borrow money to grow, okay, whether that's a government, a corporation, or individuals, and you're borrowing money to help grow the economy, sooner or later, that, that bubble bursts, and stimulus and, and monetary policy that this country has been under the last 20 years of borrowing trillions and trillions of dollars has caused havoc in our economic and political system. People aren't upset uh, a Republican or a Democrat won office. People are upset about their money because, you know, 
unfortunately, inequality, there's just eight men that dominate half the world's wealth. And that is a big problem. I think short term, it will definitely help people that are suffering, who've been, who are unemployed and who um, may have been furloughed or have lost their jobs. But at the end of the day, continuing to stimulate um, the economy for COVID-19, for the credit crisis and the tech wreck is causing havoc on our retirement system. It's causing havoc in social issues in America today uh, on our retirement um, goals. And I think long-term, it's not good. Short-term, I think it would definitely. Now serving F-27 at DMV window number 16. Okay, Rose, we're second in line. Perfect, Rose. You remembered the birth certificate? Yes, and we have our electric bill. Excellent. We'll be Real ID ready in no time. Real ID ready to visit our grandson, Ricky, at Fort Bragg. Then fly to New Orleans for Jazz Fest. Pardon me, are you talking to yourself? <laughs> I'm sorry. I guess I am. Talk yourself into Real ID readiness by May 3rd, 2023. Make a plan at dhs.gov slash Real ID. When your entire life is online, you need more than just speed from your internet. Xfinity gives you reliable in-home Wi-Fi coverage, plus protection from Wi-Fi network threats. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Help some people out. Let me ask you this, because you are correct about us having deficit spending. Now, there are certain economists, specifically uh, uh, Stephanie Kelton, who believes that we have about a five to $800,000 slack in our markets right now, which would say, given that this is over this $1.9 trillion is over several years, would just about fit that yearly slack that we have in, in, the, in our economy. Um, and I, I know you're a financial planner, but I, to be a financial planner, you had to have some economics 101 as well. So let me ask you your thoughts on this, because I've been promoting this a whole uh, lot. Uh, most of the things that people have, are concerned about with our deficit spending uh, is that um, we're in the long run going to get an overheated economy, inflation, etc. But right now we have such an underinflated economy where there's so much work to be done. There are workers to be workers. To, there are a lot of workers ready to do the job, yeah. but there's a connection that's missing that thing in the middle. And it seems to me like these stimuli are, are that. And I want to add one other thing before I ask you to answer. And also, when we're building things of value, a bridge, I mean, um, isn't, isn't money in exchange for gold the same thing as building a bridge in exchange for money that all ultimately also generate money from its own existence? Yes, but you need the jobs, right? A lot of right. our jobs have been, you know, eliminated and taken through globalization. And, um, you know, I just think that, you know, the a few in the country benefit from what's happening in this economic exactly. ideology we have today. And I think the middle has really gotten hurt. And I just think they're, you know, when capitalism isn't working, in my professional opinion, um, we just need to tighten things up and balance. Oh, hold on a second. Hold on a second, Cindy. Hold on a second. Did I just yes. hear you say what you said? <laughs> yeah, I, I believe that, you know, you, you know, when the SEC allows companies or they repeal laws and allows companies to buy back their stock um, and not pay wages to um, the middle, uh, you know, you know, as much as I knew, know, wages to Americans have been Stagnant. slightly uh, stifling for 20 years. Companies 
um, have used their profit instead of build their company up and give it to their employees. They bought back their stocks. They've elevated the stock market because the IRS years ago said you can't pay a CEO more than a million dollars. You can't write it off in a company. So companies have been given these stock options. And of course, if they take all their profits and buy back their stocks, they can sell their stock options. And it's the way the wealthier has gotten wealthier in the country. You know, I understand tax cuts are, are good for the middle class, but when you reduce taxes for corporate America, like we did a few years ago, you know, the administration thought they would give it back to the people. They don't give it back to the people. They keep it for themselves. And, you know, and then you have, you know, in 2000, you have um, greed because of the tech wreck and credit crisis, you have fraud. And then we got to print money or stimulate through, through quantitative easing, lowering interest rates, paying money to the banks and TARP money. We are just sustaining this unbelievable theme of greed in corporate America. My God, Cindy. I would not have expected that narrative from you. I am so happy to hear that because I so agree with what you've just said. Um, and I, I'll, I'll be frank, I think uh, America, we have a problem. We do. And, and I think that problem is, and the problem is ideological, getting yep. involved with the practical. Uh, and uh, because, uh, like I said, <laughs> you know, when you came on here and you said, oh, I'm from Orange County, you know, yeah. all the stereotypes go up about Orange oh, County, you, right? California, et cetera, right? right? And, um, and, and also being a financial planner and all of that. I mean, I yeah. want to learn from you, but I also know that there may be certain biases within you that to go through. But then to hear you say what you just said, understanding what the issue and the problems are that most of us progressives understand and to have somebody that I'll, I'll just say it I don't think you're a progressive but it's amazing that you just came out and gave a, a progressive litany uh yeah. it, you know it, I, I find that we have to find some way that we can uh, tell those guys who are running things this is what's going to help us all well let me tell you why because it's correlated to how I invest your money most investors have money in stocks and bonds, right? Mm -hmm. So we know interest rates have gone as low as yeah. zero. How am I going to get income when I'm a retiree? The second half of it is, what am I going to do? As a retiree, put all my money in the stock market and lose no. 40%? So we, are, we have this quandary going on in society today. People are scared. They're anxious. They feel like they're going to run out of money. And the writing's on the wall. Using a two-asset class model, in my professional opinion, is no longer sustainable. And we must build a multi-asset class uh, concept to fight these economic and political ideologies that have come against us in the last 30 to 50 years. And we can do it. We can build a sustainable retirement. There are other asset classes that you could jump into that are similar to what the rich people have had or the endowments have had access to, commercial real estate. You've heard cryptocurrency. You've heard uh, uh, private credit, um, venture capital. There are asset classes that the Main Street investors can now take advantage of that we didn't have 20 years ago. And that David Swanson of the Yale Endowment have been using seven asset classes beating the S&P 500. So we must fight back. We must get educated and empowered that we can invest like the wealthy elites in this country, as well as the largest institutions in America.
Cindy Kujan, Certified <laughs> Financial Planner. I think that's the perfect place to end this, except that I've had, I always ask this last question. What would you have liked me to ask you that I didn't? No, I think I think you covered the. You know, I, I'm glad you you touched based on the political and economic ideologies because I think that's what's hidden from investors. And by you uncovering that, you're making us all smarter, all empowered to make a difference and to fight back these forces. So thank you for uh, having your station and, and empowering people with the facts. Cindy Guzman, thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right. Thank you very much. Have a great day. We, well, I hope you enjoyed that. I enjoyed speaking to her. Like I said, um, you know, when I heard that she was from Orange County, I said, oh, well, guess what? <laughs> but I mean, actually, I, I like her. I like her, what she has to say. You know, I imagine she's more of a capitalist than I am. But still, still, what she had to say, I think, was very, very important. Anyhow, let me salute my peeps. Bridge MCP, she was good. Get an appointment for free. <laughs> there you go, Bridge, my dear Bridge. Me, Michael Rudnan, welcome aboard. Linda E, welcome aboard. Linda Joe Kensinger, welcome aboard. Eric Hayes, welcome aboard. Uh, let's see, who else do we have here? Who else do we have here? Tag 777. Uh, Tom C, como estas? Going down the list or going up the list. May Wood, how are you doing, my friend? How are you doing, my friend? I think I got Linda E already. Going up the ladder, going up the ladder. You know, I got to climb as I reach my peeps. I think I got Linda Joe Kissinger. Uh, Zook was here. I like that name. Zook was here. What kind of name is that? Zook was here. Hello, Democrats. I like that. All right. C keep it on going. Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. My eyes are, start, are starting to fail me. Not yet, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay, that's Norman Reynolds. Ah, come on. Join into the PDR Posse. Listen to Norman. Hit that join button or go to uh, politicsandright.com slash YouTube. And I'm going to put that on the screen. Norman is the one who getting me to do that. There you go. Bop. Bingo. All right, continuing with my peeps. Let's see who else is here. Uh, let's see who else is here. Uh, going up the ladder, going up. I continue, I continue. Bruce Pollard, how you doing, Bruce? Great to be here. Paul Fleming, how you doing, my brother? And you know what, Paul? Yes, we are, we are, we are. Uh, let's see who else do I have here. Hey, I didn't get to read your stuff today, um, Rudnan. I knew I had a lot to, on the plate, but some of it is from yesterday, isn't it? Maybe, th did I get that right? Paulette Stansil, welcome aboard. Uh, but Christine Park, welcome aboard. Wow, a lot of folks in here today and a lot of messages in here today. Uh, let's see, who else have I got? If I miss you, just send me another line because, you know, I love to salute all my peeps. Joseph Murphy, welcome aboard. And if I miss you, just throw it in again. I saw one that I hadn't seen before. Nanette Bird-Smith, welcome aboard. Paul Fleming, I think I got you. Brian Sams, welcome aboard. Congress is only good for two reconciliation per year. Actually, I think it's good for one reconciliation a year. But because they didn't do one last year, they could do one this year. Look, I, I don't take it as fact what I just said, but I think that's what it is. I, I, you know, I'm in this stuff a long time, so you know how that goes, Brian. 
All right, I'm continuing to go down. I'm continuing to. Julie Van Ostel, welcome aboard. Uh, did you miss much? I don't think you missed much. Joseph Murphy, I think I got you. Paul Fleming, I think I got. Kathy C. Courtney. Kathy says, also see info update about World Trade Organization trips waiver for the prevention, containment, and treatment of COVID-19. Healthcare for all Texas, one of org co-signers need constituents to pressure Congress reps. And she gives a salsa. Well, actually, it's a, 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 a link there. So please uh, support my good friend, Kathy C. Courtney, and go to that uh, link that she provided us there. Okay, I'm going back down to the bottom, see if I have any new messages to talk to people about. Norman Reynolds, it's only one per year. It's one per year. That's what I thought, Norman. But the reason we get two this year is because we didn't do it last year. So we, get, we, we are going to get it. We have another one that we can use for infrastructure. That's the deal. Let's see the clip. What is on that clip, Bridge MCP? The chart guy? What do you mean? Come on, give me a little bit better explanation. I don't want to click on that guy and then everybody sees it and they're like, Oh my God, Egberto, que es lo que hiciste? Okay, how did you like her deficit spending comments? Um, I think her, de her deficit spending comments doesn't... You know, here's the problem. We are not in disagreement. We are in disagree generally in disagreement in where we are. Remember when the Republicans passed that tax cut, the, the $2.3 trillion tax cut, they weren't concerned about the deficit. And I said, justifiably so, right? And the reason why is because of the slack in the economy. But who should, we be who should benefit from the slack in the economy? The rich people, which are not going to create circulatory movement in, in money, or what Joe Biden and, and the Democrats just did? And you saw the two charts. All that money in the slack went to the rich people. Under Joe Biden and the Democrats' plans, we put money into the hands of people. Who do you want to put the money into the hands? You know, you know people like to look at things like, well, we're giving you a $1,400 check. That's like a giveaway. But when we give this guy a tax break, it, we don't see it as we're putting a check in his hands. Because we have so distorted our mindset that we think of ourselves when we get money from an entity as, as somehow not deserving but when that guy gets a tax cut or a tax break or even a, a, a tax credit or a payment because he's a business, somehow it's looked at differently. It's how we were trained. It's how we were indoctrinated to stay slaves. Mike Smith, welcome aboard. And what I'm trying to do with this show as well, brothers and sisters, is unchain our minds from the indoctrination we have received from our inception. Think about that. You getting a $1,400 check somehow makes so many people believe that it's a handout. I am trying to illustrate to folks it's not a handout. It's at best a down payment of what was stolen from you. Please. Please stay with me. Please stay with the program. Please share the program. Please support the program. But please, I want uh, the only way we are going to move forward is if we empower ourselves, really understand our worth. I'm going to tell you something. The amount of product that I produce as one person with Willie's Computer Software Company, I can guarantee you it's more. And this is not being conceded. I'm telling you the kinds of designs that we had in the software. 
It's more than Jeff Bezos did by taking, by being a parasite and taking a piece of everybody's book, a piece of everybody's hand, a piece of everybody's everything. Jeff Bezos is a parasite. I produced, you produce, or you're a secretary, or you're a garbage man, or you're a custodian. What are you? All of you. The, it's a day's important work we could not live without. Why is Jeff Bezos worth millions of times what you are worth when if you had not bought his products at Amazon, if you had not done any of this, then it wouldn't be. Let's see, Eric says 14 is nothing should be more. I, Eric, you're right. I can't. Did, did you really say that, Eric? 1400 didn't I just say a down payment, my brother? That's what I said, right? Hey, guys, let me just tell you. Thank you for listening. I love you all. You know, we can fight. We can talk. Hey, we'll rejoin after I move. Hey, Debra Vorgen, how you doing? I hope you're recovered completely, my dear friend. I know you had gone through some stuff, but you know you got, you know you got your peeps here, Debra Vorgen. You know you got your peeps here. Okay, look, guys, I got to get out of here. Love you guys. Talk to you guys. I hope that you share this stuff. I hope that you at least listen to what I'm saying. My whole goal is to empower us all. So let's do it, baby. Let's do it. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. Okay, parachutes ready. Boy, the things I go through to get on all on rates as low as 0.99% APR for 60 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber, signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal.